1: I'm trying to like dodge the sun because we normally don't podcast during the sunset. So I'm. You look great, bobbing and weaving.
2: You look, you look great. You look you look better lit than I do. I think I don't think I look. Oh, well
1: lit. you do yeah. sit in a windowless room full of sad curtains <laughs> behind you.
2: There we go. That's a little better.
1: Nice. You still. I think H. you look good. Too many
2: shadows on my face.
1: Yeah. I've always said that you look good. F. <laughs> There's no one that gasses you up more than me. Maybe Phoebe.
2: Maybe Phoebe. I think she gasses. Yeah. Do you know, okay, our anniversary was right when we got back from the pilgrimage. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, December 31st. Yeah, no. yours, is
2: in, yours is in a couple of days.
1: July 31st.
2: Yes, July 31st. And yours is the 10th, right? No. The 11th. Third. Seventh.
1: Yay!
2: Yeah. First try. Dude, we have a we have an octave between our uh, Dude, that is that is that is a heavy pour. Holy no, shit. This
1: is, no, no, no. This is not all whiskey. This oh, is Oh, thank God. This oh is whiskey gosh. up to here and then ginger ale all the <laughs> You thought this whole thing. Was alcohol?
2: It did. It just looked like it was the. It was the. It's a, it's it's a the Wednesday. Of, it's the shade of alcohol. I was like, holy cow! It looks like a full glass of just whiskey. That's what it looks like.
1: Oh my oh, god! Whiskey and ginger ale.
2: Is that your go-to? Huh? It is now. Had a lot of those at, at the Holy Land.
1: Ever since the one in the Tiki hub uh, Cub.
2: You did. You did have a lot of, of of whiskey ginger ales in the in the Holy Land. Mm-hmm
1: i just, i had one i had one, a total
2: of one you had several um anyway it was did you did you know that like everybody on the last night ordered an amaretto sour oh yeah the look that my wife just gave me <laughs> was harrowing <laughs> wow i feel really Dang. bad this was dumb
1: i just i just saw you melt into a puddle
2: <laughs> i was like sorry bb
1: we all know who wears the pants in this marriage <laughs>
2: when it comes to the baby crying absolutely <laughs> yeah
1: every every guy who runs a podcast just fears the moment when the wife walks in and it's like can you please keep you it down it's like quiet down. all of a sudden all of the self-importance just is gone it's out of, like, out I, of I, I, out, i'm I sorry didn't i <laughs> was doing <laughs> me too <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that got arrested in the Holy Land. It's your boy Ethan
2: and I'm patrick and i i'm so I'm so excited for this thumbnail. I'm just
1: it man. already happened. they did the thumbnail the Ryan uploaded the thumbnail today and it's oh. it's of me it was we went to the whole we I think he named it. we accidentally went to the Holy Land and it's the one of me getting arrested with a little arrow, but the <laughs> arrow points though to the West Bank, so I don't know if some people are going to see that and get all upset. Uh-huh. I know. Now, the greatest thing about this trip is that I finally understand what Palestine is. Because for the longest time, I had no idea what Palestine was. And I like pretended, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, the Israel-Palestine conflict. Very serious.
2: Very serious conflict.
1: But like if you had asked me 14 days ago to define Palestine, I couldn't have done it. I would have mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have run I would have been like look over there and then a cloud of dust <laughs> shaped like me would have been remaining when you turned back around.
2: Yeah, no, I hear you. I I think I had a foggy idea of what it was, like I had a general understanding yeah. that there yeah. was like a a Jewish Muslim tiff situation. Guess, yeah. Situation over there?
1: Yeah, a and then jo-
2: Jordans in the mix.
1: Jordans in the mix and Jordan's we're talking Jordans in the mix. And if you if you go too far, you're in Syria now, and we know that Syria's bad because mm-hmm. they are because it's Captain America Three Civil War over there. Yeah, and that's not very good. Is that huh? still going on? That was the big Captain for a while. Captain
2: America Three Civil War. Um, yeah. No, I think they stabbed that guy in the butt, and it's done.
1: They stabbed him in the butt.
2: Muhammad, Muhammad Gaddafi. When we were in high school. No, he's to, not,
1: He's not in Syria. Gaddafi's dead.
2: When we were remember in, when, when we were in high school? We used to stab each other in the pencil with in the butt with pencils and say Gaddafi, which oh, is really? how which is how high That's schoolers handle world so events. So funny,
1: I know. <laughs> Do you remember when Trump announced the death of the guy that was in charge of ISIS? No. <laughs> we got him, Abu Bakr al Baghdadi. <laughs> it was just really funny to hear <laughs> him pronounce all of the all of the syllables. <laughs> That's his been his own moment. In his own special way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
2: Is that was that you looking up how to say that guy's yeah. name so you could? Appreciate? No, I just
1: looked up. I looked up what it was because I didn't want to just string together. I'm more culturally sensitive now. Travel has changed me. Yeah. Where before I would have said I would have said Babu Ali Babu Kabo. Like I would have done that. Ali,
2: yeah, you would have done that. Yeah,
1: I would have done that. But that's I learned now that that's wrong and that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Because I tried it, it I tried yeah. it at the at the at the Jordan River, and I got arrested yeah. by a, a yeah, young girl with braces and, and a machine gun, an
1: AK forty seven. Oh my
2: gosh! Now that we're <laughs> now that we're stateside and back in a land of freedom of speech, can we talk about the IDF for a second?
1: <laughs> Let's do it, because oh,
2: guys, it's what crazy. An interesting,
1: what an interesting situation. So on our final day. We're gonna talk. How about this? Before imagine, we get into any of this other stuff. Imagine if instead
2: of graduating from high school and getting ten thousand dollars in student debt, you got a gun that you just walked around with.
1: You said that as if it was like a a worse option.
2: I didn't. But it I, feels, I, there's no value judgment here. Just imagine if wow. you got a gun.
1: I I kind of am a fan. Based? I think. Maybe. Based? Maybe. Or, or cringe. I guess it may be cringe. A little cringe. Well, there's a lot to say about the pilgrimage on the whole, and there's just a lot to say about travel. If you are interested in our thoughts um, about what we did every day and you want to hear about all the places that we went and our spiritual reflections and hear from different people in our group that we yeah, interviewed, sorry,
2: we went, we went on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land.
1: We went to the Holy Land. You might have heard this. Our, our episode last week on Sunday was an interview with the chap, the priest that came with us, uh, Father Adam Potter, who's amazing. So we interviewed him. And we talked about our first day. So we did one of those actually every single night of the whole pilgrimage. So there's, I think, seven more of them. Um, They're all going to be on our Patreon. And we're going to release one a week for the next however many weeks until they're all up. Um, If you join at the $10 a month level, you can listen to those and kind of journey along in the pilgrimage with us. They were a ton of fun to make. They're really cool, really interesting um, we just wanted to reward those people that uh, supported us in getting there in the first place with a little bit of uh, content about the pilgrimage. So yeah. that's that's where you can find all of all of the in-depth, spiritual, detailed stuff about it. You're not going to regret it because I think there's some of the best episodes that we've done. So we've got the live audience there. We're talking oh, yeah. to people. Everyone's laughing. We're all having a good time. Some, some very hilarious moments happen um, that you can't even – it's hard to describe. <laughs> so. We
2: interviewed. We interviewed our tour guide. Oh, dude! Yeah, you know, he was like, he was highlight like, highlight of my life. Dude. I thought, I thought that Hani didn't want to come on the pilgrimage podcast because he was like, this is kind of cringe. But he was nervous.
1: He was nervous. He was scared. Did I tell you he texted me and asked me to send him the link to the show? Really? Yeah. Did
2: you send it to him?
1: Well, I see, he asked, can you send me the link to the podcast? I said, do you want the link to your podcast, or do you want the link to the podcast? Like, I didn't know yeah. what he wanted, and then he hasn't responded, so... <laughs> send them um, both. I'm going to send him... Well, the other one hasn't been uploaded yet, so... I oh, gotta, sure, sure, sure. It needs to be, it needs to be exported and We processed. can send him the share link if he wants. Dude. Now, that's a good idea. This sun is really bothering me. I think I'm going to stand like this.
2: <laughs> You're doing great. Um Thanks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we we're not
2: gonna go into. The, I'm glad that we did the the uh, the pilgrimage podcast because it would be a little much for us to talk at length every week about the pilgrimage forever. Because it was an incredible it was an incredible experience. I mean, it was just There's
1: more more things to say than we could possibly dream of. And the nice thing about it is that we were saying it in the moment as it was happening, and so you get it just like the raw experience of it instead of us after having traveled and now we're back in our normal lives trying to like recount it. It's it's way better the way that we yeah, did it. It's so super, it's great. Yeah, throw us ten bucks if you listen to all of them over the next you know month and a half as they come out, and then you want to cancel your Patreon, you can. But if Ooh. you want to continue your Patreon subscription and help us continue to grow the show because we need more money, then you can do that. <laughs> you can stay on yeah. if you'd like. So that's yeah. that's the pitch. But you were talking about the IDF.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about it. But it they all had braces, they all looked so young they were, they were they were wearing, they were wearing like basketball shorts and Birkenstock's. One of our group members yeah. went into the gym, and these two guys came in with machine guns and they put them down <laughs> to like work out. Then they left the room with her alone right. in the room with the gun so she
1: was just Anna was just in there working out two guns up against the wall, yeah, and then she started blasting
2: well, there were four guns in the room because you know.
1: She's I did a push up contest against her and she lost. So Oh really? Yeah. Kind of embarrassing.
2: (laughs) Feats of strength. Feats of strength over here.
1: Yeah, we did a lot. I beat Um, you
2: swimming. That's crazy.
1: That was well, you are longer than me. That's
2: true. That's true. Father Adam wiped the pool with us both. He did. The man the man is a specimen.
1: He oh my gosh, he's so
2: strong. He's so cool.
1: He's so la- he's so limber, he's so l- lithe. I would say <laughs> he's like the type of guy that, like, man, if I had to pick a champion to battle in some type of <laughs> ring, then I would choose him. He's got the big beard, he's got uh-huh. the reach, you know what I mean, oh, yeah. and he's got the strength. And so it's like. Man, you give that guy some bloodlust and it's over for whoever's you go, on the other
2: side. You go side. in thinking you're going to grab him by the beard, but he doesn't even let you get close because his reach no. is just crazy. He just knocks you back. You have no idea.
1: I did. My youth minister would always tell a story back in the day about he had a friend who was about that build, but way not as muscular,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he was convinced that he could win in a boxing fight, so he entered into like the featherweight category because he was so tall and lanky but so uh-huh. skinny, and this short little Mexican that was just jacked he was fighting against him and his name was Julio and Julio knocked him out in one punch <laughs> that's crazy so that's, that's what i always think of when i ever hear like tall guys be like oh yeah i get him i could have some reach on him like i could have some reach it's like no he's going to get inside your reach and he's just going to knock you lights out he's
2: going to he's going to lay you out yeah
1: yeah that's very funny that wouldn't happen to father adamo he's, he's if you're if he's your strategy
2: ranked. when you're going into a boxing match is oh i can just like not let him hit me it's like good yeah good idea yeah but if they hit you you're
1: done Good right. good strat. Good strat. <laughs> yeah. It's also really hard to not get hit.
2: Exactly. That's my point. The, it's like you got to gotta, you got to be able to take a punch, yeah.
1: Muhammad Ali is like famous for his ability to evade punches in a way that no one else could. And mm-hmm. so it's like if everyone could do it, then everybody would do it, but there's only one guy. Smoke the like a guy. butterfly, sting like a bee.
2: Smoke like a butterfly.
1: <laughs> is that not what it is?
2: It's float. <laughs> oh. In what in what thought, world do butterflies
1: smoke? <laughs> I always thought that they were just like like relaxed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like hang out with your bros like a butterfly, and then the bee comes. You know, when you are done smoking, it's time to strike.
2: <laughs> it's time to get stung by a bee. I didn't. Yeah, I that's didn't what know. it is.
1: Smoke like a yeah. butterfly. What? Um, what time did you? How did your return go? Because I know we both made it home, obviously. But what did you, what ended up happening to you?
2: Yeah, so we we like landed from London to JFK. We landed, and all of our flights were canceled. Like everyone, everyone, everyone was canceled. everyone was at least delayed. So we were delayed by like an hour, and then it kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And I was like, oh no, I'm gonna have to spend the night. Yeah. But it only got delayed. It got delayed until like 11:15, and we got mm. on the plane 11:15, and then I like fell asleep. And woke up at twelve fifteen. We were still on the tarmac, dude. <laughs> I know it was awful. Brutal. So we ended up landing in Orlando at three thirty in the morning. And Sean, Did someone came, come pick you up. Sean yeah, came Sean, got you. Sean got us. Yeah, and we got home yeah. at four thirty. So nice. that helped with the jet lag a little bit because mm-hmm. by the time we landed, it was basically time to go to sleep in Israel. So
1: <laughs> right, that's true. That's a good point. I uh, I had something similar happen in terms of waiting on the tarmac. So I had a flight that got delayed. It was like seven, seven thirty, seven forty five, eight. Eight thirty. Then finally, we're on the plane. We're on the plane. I think from like eight to nine. Like we're just sitting there, and I was losing my mind. Like I almost, I was asleep. I turned on Indiana Jones and the Crusaders of the Last rites. and they, <laughs> <laughs> the third one. I turned on yeah. the third one, Temple and of I Jim. fell asleep. Tem- no, yeah, and I fell asleep during it. And I remember waking up because a guy like. Back into the left of me was like, why are we moving? Like he was clearly very upset. But he didn't like – he didn't make a whole ruckus. But like we had just been sitting still for an hour. And I was like, dude, I get it because I am – I want to go home. Yeah. I wanna I don't want to miss this next flight. And the whole time it was like really close. Like am I going to make it? Am I not going to make it? Because my flight in Charlotte kept getting delayed too. So it, like I just kept getting these little glimmers of hope of like, oh, maybe I'm going to make it. Maybe I'm going to make it. And then by the time I got there, I was walking through the airport, refreshing the, the thing on the, on the app. And then it said departed. And I was like, oh, I thought maybe, cause it was said like delayed, delayed, delayed. And that finally said departed. And I was like, man. So I was in Charlotte at like 1130. My plane had just left. I didn't make it. I was so mad. So if we had just left like 10 minutes earlier. I would have been on the plane back to Oklahoma city, Yeah, but I was not. So I had to. There was a big, this was crazy. I don't know. I don't understand why all these people were waiting in line at the customer service desk. This was mm-hmm. b- b- bonkers to me because the line for the American Airlines, you know, re- they would give you a voucher or whatever. It was like three hours long. I don't know. Well, maybe it wasn't three hours, but there were a ton of people waiting. Yeah. So I was like, screw this noise. I'm just going to call a hotel and book a room and then figure it out later. Yeah. And then by the time I called, booked Uber to the hotel, the manager was picking up the phone. As people were calling, he said, no, sorry, we're booked. We're we're booked. We're booked. So if I had waited in the line to get a voucher, I would have had to sleep in the airport. Yeah. But I was resourceful. Yeah. Cause and they'll, I, they'll,
2: they'll refund you if you do it on your own.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had travel insurance with the pilgrimage. So I just yeah, submit it through that and then we're good to go. Um, but I've, I got a then, flight
2: and you can get, you submit it through them and then you can make American pay and then you actually make money. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I should do that. Uh, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> no, I shouldn't.
1: And then the next morning, I tried to book a flight through Southwest, and then that flight got delayed. And so then I canceled that flight, got refunded, and then I booked another American flight, and then that flight got me home. But Wait, I went so to Mass. What's up?
2: They didn't put you on another flight, even though you missed your return flight?
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't stand on the line. Oh, so like, I did see. And I didn't call the customer service. I just didn't do anything. I just did it all myself. Because okay. I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to be on hold. I wasn't going to wait in the line. I just got back to I my hotel room. I will not sleep room. in
2: the pod. I will not
1: eat. Them. No, I'm not going to eat the bugs. I'm not going to sleep in the pod. I just did it myself. And I was like, if I lose $500, I lose $500. I don't care. I want to go home. Like, I yeah. want to see my family. Yeah, I get it. That's where I was at. So, like, I I don't think you understand how much I despise interacting with bureaucracy of any kind. Oh, like, yeah. It is, it is worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars to me to not have to, like, wait and like give my information and like have them tell me what here's what I can do for you here's what I can't like I would just oh I would rather jump off a bridge I get it. into a safe body of water that I would land in and be alive after I jumped to be clear
2: everyone was um, all mad at me on the pilgrimage like Patrick stopped jumping off causeways even not even know what a causeway is
1: I don't know what a causeway is I thought it was something Obama made up um, but, <laughs> but I went to mass at the Charlotte airport dude was just making up prayers Really? Have you have you ever had this? No. He just he Maybe. skipped the whole Eucharistic prayer and skipped right to the um, the part where they do the epiclesis, you know, and you, you take this all of you and eat of the not the epiclesis. What do you what do you call that? The What's words that of institution. Of the words of institution. He just skipped to that. We didn't really do. We'd skip wow. the Gloria. Mm. Um, we had we did have time for a ten minute homily. Interesting. Um, and then. We, we couldn't do, he said no communion on the tongue. So I was like, well, this is, I do not want to cause a scene, you know, I never know what to do in those situations. Cause it's like, I could insist, but then what if he says no stand up? And I'm like, I'm just sitting there with my tongue out, you bah, know, yeah. just uh, anyway, but he was just not any, even the words of institution. I was like, I, that's not, I'm pretty sure that's not what the words
2: are. Uh Oh, what did he
1: say in, in the book? He didn't say anything wrong. But it just it like the actual words. Take this, all of you, eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. Like that was correct, but then like everything else around it was not right. Yeah. And so it's like I was like I think I don't know. I just trusted you. Like Jesus, you're in control. If this is wrong, you're you're in charge. Definitely wrong, but at least it it was the words of
2: institution. At least he did a sacrament. Yeah,
1: but it was. Oh man. And then he had the audacity to ask for money at the end. He was like, "Oh, we can only do this because, you know, of the support of all the people that come through here." And I'm like, "I'm not giving you money if you're not saying the mass, right?" What are you talking about? Come on. words, say the, word. say the words really? this time. And his whole thing was like, "Oh, it's got to be 25 minutes because we got to get you guys out of here." It's like, "You can say the mass in 25 minutes. You just can't you just can't you give can't, a loquacious homily." You can not give
2: a 10-minute homily. Yeah. It's oh. like that's the
1: Anyway, so that was frustrating, especially after coming from all of Father Adam's Masses, which were impeccable. And he did the... a 25-minute Mass. He did. He did. In the, in the tomb of Jesus.
2: That's, that was crazy.
1: Patreon.com slash The Crunch.
2: I, I, I have been praying the Rosary and, like, using like our experiences together mm. on the pilgrimage have been so fruitful. Nice. Like, the meditation on the resurrection is, like, me sitting in that room with mm-hmm. with you and with my friends you know yes. like that's really cool
1: it's pretty cool
2: it like adds an element that was not there before yeah of like communal experience of the mysteries mm.
1: it's like it's like the apostles they like yeah. lived it you know what i mean mm-hmm. we like kind of lived it but we lived it in such a way that uh when we really wanted to enter into it an angry franciscan would chase us out of the room that we were in <laughs> 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 yeah. When they, say,
2: cool. when they say the Franciscans have custody of the Holy Land, they're not kidding. You're not allowed to they're, have it. Yeah, they're, they're, you're out. They're
1: not kidding. I have several pictures on my phone of priests kicking me out of places because I was That's like really taking funny. photos and then mm-hmm. it's like a blurry priest coming at you. It's like the Scott Hahn <laughs> photo, but it's, <laughs> it's Father Ostentatious, you know, coming at me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know their names.
2: <laughs> Father Ostentatious of the Holy Face.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so other than that, what's, uh, what's going on? How are you? It's been a while. It's been, it's been
2: nice to get back to, back to work, back to the real world, mm-hmm. see my, 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 son, my mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. Um, I feel like I needed a vacation, you know, I needed a couple of days at
1: Ron beach. Was that a vacation? Yeah. It felt like
2: it after the fact.
1: Oh, I didn't feel like it was a vacation.
2: No. What'd you feel like it was? I felt like we were working. It did feel kind of like work.
1: And it was like, it wasn't, uh, leisurely, you know, like the evenings were nice but it was still like, we got to go to dinner, we got to record the podcast, we got to do this. And then like, you maybe had a couple of hours at the end, maybe, you know, to like hang out and chat with people. But even then it's like, oh, I miss my wife and I miss my kid and yeah. I'm tired and, you know, they I'm sunburned. A change, a,
2: change, a change is sometimes as good as a rest. Hey, listen, I was not sunburned. Do you see this? See this, this I, I didn't get
1: sunburned either. The biggest shock of the whole trip that neither of us walked away with a higher likelihood of skin cancer. That's crazy yeah oh well what uh so we're on the podcast now uh (laughs) do you have anything on your mind
2: uh no not much has happened uh outside of the pilgrimage
1: you Um, seen that crazy stuff with lizzo (laughs) dude dude i'm saying
2: i knew it the whole time Something about something about her just I got a little bit of it, banana vibes, you know what I mean?
1: Dude. <laughs> oh, it's I just can't I don't even I'm look, struggling look, with the listen, logistics I need, of it.
2: I need I need I need everyone here to come come very, very close and look at me dead Get, in the eye. If you don't think in. every powerful, famous, wealthy person that you know and admire isn't into some weird, like degenerate sex thing, you're living in a candy land. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. They're all just—they're all crazy people. You know I, I mean? have. Been
1: they have more. Christmas they before? have more
2: money. They have more money than than King God. David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have more money than any king from the first, like the first century. Right. And all the time in the world, they have no restraint. They have no like yeah. human restraint, and they have no virtue. You know, it's like there's. Stop being I, surprised th- when this stuff happens.
1: Dude, the thing that's been so frustrating. Come to frustrating. the dark side
2: and join the Catholics where we don't, Yeah, we're not surprised yeah. anymore. You know? Get
1: blackpilled on celebrities. The thing yeah. that's been so frustrating to me is I've been, all these tweets have been popping up in my For You page. Sorry, all these X's, X posts. Have been popping up in my for you page, which is another stupid thing that happened while we're gone. Anyway. Everyone's like, "Oh no, the what I read, the Twitter logo is so unique amongst all the other social media logos, and it's going to be gone." It's like, shut, shut up. Who cares? It's not you. You. How about you buy the app if you want to do something with it,
2: Elon? Know? The the changing it is dumb. They're dumb. Everyone's dumb. It's all dumb. it
1: was just so it was so cringe to see all these people like crying over the brand of a social it's like it's a it's a marketing decision and you're mad about it it'd be like if mcdonald's changed the hue of the yellow on the signs and everyone was like "I I like the original mcdonald's arches like are you're such a shill
2: i think it's funny that now every dictionary that included the word tweet is outdated yeah
1: that's really that is really funny
2: it it, it's an incredible miriam webster it's an incredible feat of of linguistic. <laughs> it's an incredible linguistic feat to add something to the dictionary and to buy an organization that's responsible for that and then just be <laughs> like, never mind, is really funny.
1: That is really funny.
2: And he, sat, he sat on the x.com domain for years. He's just always wanted to do it and now he's just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And it's like, that's just, this is what I mean. It's like rich people have so much money that they can just change the fabric of, like they can change a thing in the world yeah and it just doesn't matter and it's like it's just great cr- and you, you just can't do anything about it you can't get mad about it you can't you can't support it i for one is also cringe
1: i for one am in favor of african-americans chasing their dreams don't roll your eyes at me don't worry when eyes when, at me.
2: when i was in high school we had a friend who was yeah. from south africa and we used to make that joke all the time i thought it was so sure. clever it is clever and then now that it, now it's just now it's just all over the place because Elon's <laughs> South African who e- I was Elden? talking to someone else
1: Elmo Eld- Elden Musk um, I think the X is cool. Fight me if you disagree. How that's, long? That's how
2: long until thought. Elon goes on pints? How long pints with Aquinas? Yeah.
1: How long until Elon goes on? Well, I think a better question is how long until Matt Frad joins the Daily Wire, and how long until Elon goes on the Daily Wire? You know what I mean? I think that's the more likely
2: they're never they're never getting crossover he's, ne- he's never gonna sell out
1: i don't know did you see how big steven crowder's contract proposal was
2: i did i did. how much
1: was it? it was like 50 million yeah which is
2: crazy matt doesn't have I, that kind of pull
1: no but like so like if you adjust it you know Pro rata. If,
2: if, if that's the kind of that's the kind of celebrity they're trying to get, I don't think they're. I don't think Matt Frad's going on the Daily Wire anytime soon.
1: How many, how many? Let's just do some. Let's just do some conservative math, real quick, so to speak. Steven Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got a million followers on Instagram and on YouTube. He's got five, almost almost six million subscribers. So, Matt Frad. I don't think he, he does Instagram. No. He's got three hundred and seventy seven thousand subscribers on YouTube. So if we go calculator <laughs> three seven seven zero 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 divided by six million.062. So six Matt has six percent the size of audience. So fifty million times 0.0628. I mean that would be a three million dollar contract for Matt
2: pennies <laughs> I'll buy him I'll buy Matt Frad right now
1: yeah I'll come and call him up I'm gonna give him an hey, offer Matt. he can't refuse hey Matt free Vegemite for years
2: three million dollars in Vegemite <laughs>
1: free, three million dollars Vegemite and we resuscitate retail. Steve Irwin. retail 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 what were we talking about oh we're, we talking, were talking about the about. Lizzo thing we're talking about yeah. the Lizzo thing um, I think it's so ridiculous Uh That everyone, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I am just, it's people saying things like, I don't normally uh, idolize celebrities, but this one is really hitting me hard. And it's like, I don't believe you. It's like, I don't normally idolize celebrities, but I really thought that Lizzo couldn't do anything wrong. And now I'm, and now I don't know what to believe. I've seen so many tweets like that pop up in my feed where they say like, I'm not this kind of person but I actually am this kind of person yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. about this specific oh, thing. Yeah, And it's just like, I just, when I tweet something, I read it and I'm like, is this a good tweet? Does this make sense? Is this like logically coherent and sound mm. in and of itself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I if try. it's not, and if it's not, I either make I sure post. people know that it's a joke or I just don't post it, you know? So I just don't know what's going through these people's minds where they're saying things like, oh, I don't ever worship celebrities, but I really believe that Lizzo was, 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 Never gonna do anything wrong. Just... She plays the f- she plays the flute, Ethan.
2: How could Whoa. someone who plays the
1: flute, yeah, be and she's an ally? <laughs> do you think she's gonna get a Dole sponsorship? Or what? Isn't that that company that sells the bananas?
2: <laughs> Dole. Dole does do- sell bananas, but Chiquita also sells bananas. Chiquita. Yeah, chiquita. It's a, it's a more pop. A dole is like pineapples and bananas and oh, yeah. Um, but chiquita like does bananas.
1: That's it. Right, 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 right. I've never heard gotta of be, chiquita.
2: You gotta be. You gotta be careful. Bananas are what blew up a whole street in Pittsburgh. Remember? I do remember that. Let's gotta try be to careful. Think. It's like sticking a fuse up your. Never mind.
1: That uh, regardless, um. oh. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that's been happening too that's been bothering me.
2: Yeah, we just came back and stuff hit the fan. Like, uh, you it's you Bishop, had a whole Twitter. Bishop Barron like, thing is really frustrating oh, yeah. me. Yeah. So I I do want to talk about this. I do have a picture yeah. I about
1: think it. this is relevant too. I wanted to talk about the Lizzo thing because I just was like, first of all, it's insane. And if you that's haven't heard the story, really I'm not going to say it live on the podcast. But no, it's look just, it up. It's it's obscene. Look, it, look up it up, or it's or obscene. don't look it up. You should it's look it obscene. up. It's crazy. It's crazy, and it's really funny, but it's also not funny at all. But it's just charged. crazy. Charged. She it was a crime. She was charged. Char- with. She's charged with crime. Um, but I'll be, uh, on,
2: the, I'll be on the jury. I volunteer. I want to. want to hear everything. <laughs> I want to hear
1: what happened. I guess if I have to watch the tapes from the club, uh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that joke where someone yeah. on the trip was like? I was I turned on this movie and I was gonna watch it on the plane and in like the first scene there was just like two girls kissing I'm like oh that's horrible what was it called <laughs> <laughs> great joke it was I so, it all time it was really funny what was it called what was it called again what was just,
2: just the, re, to make sure, for, research, to make sure for I,
1: research purposes to make sure that I don't click on it.
2: No, I'm never
1: going to click on it. What was it I'm called? just kidding. Obviously, that's wrong.
2: Now is that is that is that the one that came out in 2019 or in, in 1985? It can I'm not just so I really make sure. You know, I'm not googling it or anything. I just want to
1: no Google. Um, hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this So let's let's talk about this Bobby B thing. So there are a few things I want to talk. I want to talk about two yeah. things specifically today. I want to talk about the Catholic speaker Eucharistic revival thing, and I want yes. to talk about the the Bobby B Bobby B, the the gospel thing. Because I think I think you would have some good thoughts on this, and I think people, the discourse is raging, and I think this the record needs to be set straight on both accounts.
2: Yes, the 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 discourse is the same, and it's basically the same discourse. It's uh, a popular Catholic does thing. Mm-hmm. People mad and wasting their time so let's talk about it
1: yes
2: (laughs) can you based on my understanding you can correct my understanding is that the Eucharistic revival controversy is that the speaker list came out and the criticism was it's too right wing was that the criticism
1: i don't know i didn't read the article
2: i don't know but katie Prajama crady is not too right wing i would wager yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's my that's my uh... <laughs> no the f- anyway.
1: f- friend of the show Katie McGrady is a lot of things, but she is not uh, she's not a right wing grifter. Right wing grifter. Um, culture warriors they're... dominate Eucharistic Congress speaker lineup. Was the uh, was the title? Father, which is insane to say. Culture okay. warriors, and then who's th- Father Mike is the first picture that they show. Culture like,
2: warrior, Father Mike Schmitz.
1: Yeah, culture warrior. And then Father Josh Johnson, and then Bishop Barron, who may—I guess you could call Bishop Barron a culture warrior. He's more like a culture, like sh- pastor. You know what I mean? Like he's just kind of there. He's not really fighting anybody.
2: It's incredibly—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's very funny to me that they
1: Christophonic. I, oh my gosh!
2: It's funny. Yeah. Father, Father Augustino Torres, famous culture warrior. It's funny they they show this list of what I can only describe is the uh, a diversity coordinator's wet dream. Um, They're just so they're just so like there's so many different kinds of people, right? But they don't go after they it's if it was the, the criticism that I've seen from Steubenville conferences and the like is that there's never there's there's never enough like ethnic people, you know? There's never enough minorities. But it's like I guess it doesn't now. I don't really care about that criticism now because it proves to me that even if you did that, they'd find something else. You yeah. know, the criticism is is not it's not from a place of charity. It's from a place of it's just from a place of contrarianism. Um, wouldn't it be nice if they found at least some speakers who are not from the Steubenville wing of the? Oh my gosh. Okay, this is the this is the article. The U.S. Bishops Conference has released the names of headlining speakers for next year's Eucharistic Congress in Indianapolis. Wouldn't it be nice if they found at least some speakers who are not from the Stuenville wing of the church? Okay, that's an exaggeration.
1: I didn't go to Subinville. You pick that's me. That's an
2: exaggeration.
1: I can go. I can speak. I'm left wing. Dude, imagine I infiltrate the left wing. Forget infiltrating just, the right wing.
2: I don't understand. I don't understand how... His criticism why, of
1: Father Mike in this article is straight up a, uh, an ad hominem. Listen to this. In one recent podcast, Schmitz discusses the origins of the papacy... Now, as Catholics, we believe that our Lord—anytime anybody says as Catholics, you can instantly not believe anything that they say after that. (laughs) Um, As Catholics, we believe that our Lord Jesus chose the Twelve and confirmed Peter as their leader, but to assert that the papacy was invented by God himself is a little facile, which is crazy. A wild Um, thing to say. That is a really wild thing to say. The priest is a little high strung in this and other videos, and perhaps his staccato delivery is effective with some people. I found myself wanting to scream, No more espresso for you. Father Schmitz needs to chill. Okay. Uh it just
2: I love I love this article. This is like a this is a this is a crazy Who is this guy? Yeah. Anyway, the, the I, I I I'm I'm saddened by this, and it just kind of cements in my brain the national catholic reporter is just a uh just kind of a, a a rag of a publication did you know that one of our friends used to work for the ncr who dude guess you're never gonna guess one
1: of our friends used to work for the yeah. ncr uh-huh uh-huh how close of a friend or is it like pretty
2: pretty close like if we were if we were hanging out we'd you'd you'd like hang out with this guy Dang, if we were all in a, a room hmm. he's a homie
1: there's very few guys that i'm friends with
2: yeah He's not like someone you talk to regularly, but if you if you if you saw him in person, you'd hang out with him. I don't know who is it. Nick Sharapa. Oh, really? That's fine. yeah. Nick Sharapa used to work for the NCR. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He's, je- he's Jesuit educated, so mm, that tracks. But but yeah, it's it. I don't know.
1: This, and this see, it this, felt like this this spiraled from like uh we we're. we're putting a uh, right wing culture warriors on in the Eucharistic revival speaker lineup to why are people even getting paid to speak at the Eucharistic Congress anyway?
2: Yeah, that's the, that's the, which that's was, the way the discourse went. I think it's really funny. I, first of all, I think that the, the, the main, the main criticism, um, that these are all culture warriors is, is, is baseless. Yeah. Very silly. These are all very normy. Right. Catholic speakers. That, Father that's Mike, good Father Mike,
1: fun. Father Josh. Even Bishop Barron, Father Torres. I don't know the, I don't the think, lady. I don't
2: think people I don't think people outside of the Catholic sphere recognize how normy even Bishop Barron is. Like Father Bishop Mike Barron Schmitz is, 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 is in a in I mean this in like the best way possible. Father Mike is the most vanilla Catholic he, speaker he ever. He is
1: he is the the reason that Father Mike Schmitz has yes. achieved what he has achieved is not because of anything about himself. Is because he is a perfect avatar so that people can project their fears and insecurities about Catholicism onto him. And then he is able to assuage those fears and those concerns Mm -hmm. in a very straight down the middle, I'm going to read the catechism and I'm going to read the Bible kind of way. He doesn't yes. provide any cultural commentary. He doesn't provide any anything other than his own spiritual reflections and his talks. Like, he's not polemical. He doesn't do anything. And I think that's by design, partially. Because Very he, good at it. And he he's has helped a lot of people. extremely good at it. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like, if I had to guess what his mindset was, is he knows that other people are doing those things, and they're better at it than he is. Yeah. The thing probably. that he's really good at is talking about what the church teaches, preaching the gospel praying yeah that's <laughs> the know? other thing is that and being that, an orator which a few the other, other people are good at
2: the other the other crazy part about the father mike criticism is that he's not in the public eye like the thing that he does is he speaks at two focus conferences a year he does the podcast and he is the chaplain of his college mm-hmm. and that's what he does most and that last thing is like 98 percent of what he does and right. he flies out to give two talks a year and then sometimes, like, it's really hard. He doesn't even, like, he doesn't even, he's rarely even interviewed for things that are unrelated to the main things that he does. Right. He's just very private. It's, there's script. a lot of
1: things that yeah. I have said and that I will say about Ascension Press's media strategies. Yeah. But one criticism that I cannot lob at them is anything about Father Mike Schmitz himself. I think... I think the catechism in a year is probably the stupidest podcast idea on the planet. <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. But, but like there's nothing about Father Mike Schmitz that makes it bad. It's just like no. you have the world's attention here and you read the catechism, that just is very frustrating to me, you know? That's just not what I would have done. Uh I would have hey, I would have, I would have started a poker stream on Twitch and I would have gambled <laughs> Which is probably why I'm not in that position.
2: <laughs> probably we're here why we're here and they're there.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, yes,
2: so this this just what I the vibes that I get from this are none of my people are invited and that makes me sad.
1: Right. Um, but like who are I your people? Do you want do you want this to be headlined by who? Like
2: I don't I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know
1: who the left wants.
2: I'm I'm not I'm not quite sure. I mean the just from a physiotomy perspective, this guy doesn't <laughs> give me good vibes. Um so I don't really I don't really care what Dude, he has to I, say. Looks, I
1: love that people know about physiognomy now because you can call someone ugly without having to call them ugly.
2: I know. He look he looks like <laughs> never mind. <laughs> say it. He looks like Ben Shapiro. Do you know that you see it? Do you no, see it? Pull it up. Kind of. Pull it up. He kind of looks like Ben yeah, Shapiro.
1: I have it pulled up, I see him.
2: You know what? I'm just going to so leave really it like... at that because if I'm not going to insult him, because if I say that, that's insult for him enough. Because he's so obviously allergic to conservatism that even even placing him next to someone conceptually would probably be enough. So, Dude, Michael, if you're, looking, if you're hearing this, if you're hearing this, you look like Ben Shapiro, man. This guy's Crazy. last
1: paragraph is: it's probably too late to pull the plug on this event. I will close by noting I warned the bishops seventeen months ago not to let this Congress turn into a very expensive, very nostalgic boondoggle. It appears they did not listen. Dude, why would they listen to you, bro? You're a guy. You're just you're just a, you're dude.
2: Just a guy. <laughs> I warned the bishops. You warned, warned you an article.
1: Oh, oh thank you. D- as soon oh as my the, gosh, it, the
2: title of the article is that. Please make sure the of <laughs> Congress isn't a very expensive boondoggle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: every bishop when this slides across their desk oh think finally i was i was planning on making this a very expensive boondoggle and now and now i'm I not thought, going to the I freaking audacity was, of this guy
2: i thought i thought he was like I, did, I didn't see the quotes i guess i thought he was like i thought he was summarizing what he said but the headline no, he of the just article was verbatim don't,
1: don't make this a boondoggle what the hell is a boondoggle
2: what an unserious person! All right,
1: let's move on. <laughs> Search Google for boondoggle.
2: The good, the good thing about this, Michael, I need, I, I know. Apparently, apparently, the the roasts that I make of prominent figures have leave the podcast sphere and they get to their front door. So, Michael, I need, to, I need to let you know this. You're making our job incredibly easy.
1: Yeah, you know, if you'd like to come on the podcast and defend yourself, we'd love to talk with you because I because, don't know. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm no, what, in- I,
2: what I mean is this. What I mean is this. Like, okay, tell we, the you, the people. Some people might know, might not know. We've been working with the Eucharistic Revival for like almost a year now, it feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And we've been you know, working to promote it and, and make sure people go. And yes. part of the struggle at first was getting people on board because the discourse in the popular Catholic young person was like, why do we need to do this? This is so expensive. This is so blah, blah, blah. But Michael, thank you. For providing a place to put all that energy and make it look ridiculous, so now people are very pro-Eucharistic revival because you're being so ridiculous. So Mm -hmm. thank you for making our jobs so easy. By, by foil, I guess. That's, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean that from the bottom of my heart,
1: (laughs) Michael. If you hear this, I'd love to have you on the podcast because, um, you you we I think we'd have a great conversation with you because I am so far to the right, I'm on the left. And Patrick is square in the middle, and you potentially are so far on the left that you're on the right because you are advocating for the silencing of voices. So that you're you the can Barbie. Promote. You're
2: the you're the Barbie movie of of opinion writers. You're so far to the left, you're accidentally conservative.
1: <laughs> you see that people. I, I saw some tweet about the Barbie movie that made me laugh so hard. It was this guy quoting Greta Gerwig talking about the film. And her saying that she was inspired by her Catholic upbringing. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, this means that she's, that it's actually based. And like, I told you guys that it's based and you weren't listening. But if you read the actual article, she says, um, it's about like, uh, Barbie and Ken snapping into consciousness all of a sudden, but the woman comes first before the man. And she specifically says it's an inversion of the Genesis story. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's based because she's inverting this scripture, the story of salvation. Traditionally, anytime someone would invert a scripture, it would mean because they're an agent of Lucifer and not, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Not very based in my not opinion. Very, not very based. Oh, um, my gosh. So I, just, I thought that was really funny. Is um,
2: the USCCB moving its HQ to at Franciscan U in Steubenville? No, but they might as well do so. Look, man, I don't know what to tell you. If you, this is, I guess this is like this is a good segue into, um, into our next conversation because people Please. are upset Please. when, people are upset when, people get people get upset about fame and money mostly because they want it, so they don't like when other people have it and. I get it. I wish I was speaking at the Eucharistic Congress. I'm a speaker, and I'm I enjoy it. And I'm good at it. I would love to speak at the Eucharistic Congress. I just want a backstage
1: but pass so that I can rub elbows with the with the the right wing grifter with, with the right wing grifter Father Mike Schmitz with right wing grifter Christophonic. Um, anyway, <laughs> I once argued with on Twitter.com,
2: and about know, selling Robert
1: tickets to his co- to his talk. Believe it or not, so I have I have, I've turned right with you. I've turned around. Turn-
2: I. I I get it. Um, people are upset about fame. And mm. if you're upset that all of the speakers at the Eucharist of Congress are from Steubenville, let me explain something to you in like very simple terms. The bishops don't care that they're all from the same place. The bishops want people. I said very simple terms. Okay. Not short. <laughs> Nobody cares. The bishops, the organizers of the conference don't care. <laughs> Sorry, that they all come to the same place. They care about one thing, and that one thing is, will these people draw a crowd? So they need the most famous people. And those famous people all happen to be Steubenville speakers because no single institution has had as much influence on the American church other than Franciscan University. What about focus? Franciscan University influenced focus. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like Franciscan University... I'm just thinking
1: if there's an argument for Notre Dame, but you're probably right.
2: no. Notre Dame yeah. is out. What 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 good has come out of Notre Dame besides Marcus Hart?
1: Um Luke Carey's graduate program. Yeah, there we go.
2: But Luke Carey went to where first? Yeah.
1: It's not so like, ringing no, a
2: bell. No institution has had a greater influence on the American church than Franciscan University. And so mm-hmm. if you want I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. This the Steubenville conference speakers are the most famous because They've had the most influence, and yep. this segues well into the the Baron thing where it's like, why does Baron have so much money? I don't know maybe it's because he makes the best stuff. What can I tell you right you know hmm if you want that much money, make good stuff
1: that's true it does it does feel very uh like right wing in the wrong way when we take on that affectation where it's like if you want if you want good things, then you have to work for them. Fair know? enough. You know, but, but I don't I also... think, I don't
2: think it's, but I don't think it's a, it's a matter of like, you have to do it. Cause I think that you can take all the, all the uh, best practices in the world. And it's like, I would, I would, I would add into that surrendering to the spirit. As like a way to like just, yeah, rise and grind, surrender to the spirit. I don't think NCR has done this. I think they're very much trying to white knuckle their way and think peace their way into like having yeah. cultural influence. Yeah. But the reason why Franciscan has had such a cultural influence is because of the prayer and the fruit of the spirit of mm-hmm. Father Mike Scantlin. And it's not, it's not like right. Franciscan has worked that. It's like you, no one, I guess maybe what I'm saying is like no one, no one owes you this. Mm-hmm. No one owes you a free beautiful Bible no one owes you a right. spot in the conference lineup it's like this is God's will and God has done this
1: the end I think can I posit a few things yes posit number one um why are you laughing I'm very I just like right the now. word posit posit number one the reason that the church reached the level of uh, influence and power that it did in the from the year 1000 to the year 1600 is because uh, it had money. Can I say that?
2: That's one reason.
1: It's one re- it's not the only reason but the but the reason that they were able to build the most beautiful churches, uh, pre- preach the gospel all over the world um, build up institutions like hospitals, universities, charitable charitable giving even things like guilds and trade organizations all these things were all super connected to the church why because money was connected with the church in a way now this is a major criticism that a lot of people have of the church in the middle middle ages if we can call them that um because that wasn't how it was for the first 300 years and then yeah kind of between when like constantinople legalized it I don't know his name.
2: Constantine?
1: Constantinople. When the emperor Istanbul legalized it's Christianity. A, it's,
2: a, it's a legal, it's a legalized it shirt, but it's a cross, you know, just like. What? Legalize it. Like, like, you know how people say legalize it with weed, but it's like a picture of a cross.
1: No, I don't know about this.
2: So it's like legalize it, but it's about Christianity because it was illegal.
1: So Constantinople smoked weed?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm
2: exactly um, go on the church
1: the church was a, a quote-unquote poor church until it was it became like a roman institution and then it had all the backing of the roman empire and the roman empire collapsed and then it was you know any anyway so the heyday of the church is when all of this power and influence and money was going through it and so i think a lot of people uh when they think about i think that we're just so divorced from the reality of things because like the amount of money that word on fire has is so minuscule Like they don't, they don't have a lot of money. We're
2: losing our mind about a $20 donation. Do you know how much a ticket to a Taylor Swift concert costs? Right.
1: There's all these articles going around now about (laughs) how Taylor Swift is giving out bonuses to all the truck drivers and all the, you know, people that are helping with the concert. It's like $55 million worth of just bonuses, bonuses, not even salaries, bonuses to all the people that are helping with this concert. So if she's able to give out fifty five million in bonuses, how much money is she paying in salaries? How much money are the arenas making? How much money is her, you know, her record label making? How much money yeah. is she making? And it's like we're we're wringing our hands. I'm gonna look up the nine ninety for Word on Fire right now. And I'm gonna tell you how much they make.
2: You can you can find out how much Brandon Vaught makes. It's right. not a lot of money.
1: Twenty twenty two for someone who has
2: nine children.
1: Twenty twenty two. Um the full filing for word on fire Catholic ministries. So if you scroll down, let's see here. I need you to vamp while I look here. I
2: think we've done this before. And I think it, I think it speaks to like a, a mindset shift that has happened in me. And I think a lot of us need to is like we're, the church isn't playing with monopoly money. Right. You know, when like you were a kid and you got a $20 bill and it was like, you had a million dollars and now you're like, you spend $20 accidentally at the gas station. It's like, that's the, that's the, that's the reality here is like the church has the, the, the average, the average budget for your local parish is $2 million. And half of that goes to salary. You know, it's like.
1: The, the net assets of word on fire at the end of the fiscal year, 2022 was 27 million. Okay. The number, the amount of contributions and grants that they got was 11 million, which is like. About as big as, like, your local electrician, probably. Like, probably smaller, actually, than, like, the biggest electrician in your town. Oh, Definitely yeah. smaller than the biggest car dealer in your town.
2: Oh, my gosh. Car and dealers so, are doing billions of dollars in revenue.
1: Revenue. Yeah. Revenue. <laughs> so revenue. It's, just, it's like... That's not so even their s- inventory. Like, t- like $27 million in assets is just so... Like, if you think, if you compare it to the institutions that we're all familiar with, like Apple, Apple's market cap is like $3 trillion. <laughs> you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, do you, yes. like, wait, like, Catholic organizations are on such, even compared to other nonprofits, like the Susan G. Komen Foundation is a billion dollar nonprofit, Planned Parenthood is a billion dollar nonprofit, $4 billion. I know that for a fact. And so like to say that word on fire is just raking, like you can have legitimate criticisms of things, but I yes. just, I just wish that people would like look at the scope and scale and it's like, okay, I understand you might not like Bishop Barron, but why don't you want Catholic institutions to have more money? Why don't you want them to like have it, more resources? It, it doesn't make any it, sense.
2: It it just, it just absolutely, it makes me not believe people because the the discourse oscillates between Catholic institutions should pay people more and Catholic institutions shouldn't have any money. And it's like what it which is it? Right. Do you want do you want them to pay people or do you want them to not have money? Well, because they the can only the do day, one of those two things. What
1: we need to do is we just need to go we just need to go guerrilla warfare and we just need to start like anytime if somebody says this, it's like, Okay, how much do you want to make? Like because it's clearly just about them. Like they just want more money. Yeah. They want more influence. They want more power. It's a,
2: it's a projection. It's, it's. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know the word for it. But it's something that I see. I used to see teenage girls do in youth group a lot. Mm. It was like, I want this. I want this thing. I want to be pretty, right? It's a good one. I want to be pretty. This is a girl that thing teenage girls do all the time. I don't feel pretty. My friend is pretty. I'm never gonna have that, but that's actually okay because it's bad to look that pretty and you're probably a a w word you know like that's what these these girls do because they're like if you can't have something it's this is what envy is it's probably just the word envy is i don't want you to have it so i'm going to make it not a good thing so it's actually good that i don't have it because it makes you bad person and so this is what people do with money it's like i don't have money but i want it and so it's actually good that i don't have money because having money is bad same thing with fame It's the same thing happens with fame or power. It's bad to have power. I'm going to have
1: people who are mad about the speaker list for the Eucharistic Congress are the equivalent of a teenage girl being jealous about not getting invited to the prom. That's funny. Tweet. That's true. Post. You posted it. I posted it just now live. Wow. I don't care anymore. I don't care about what my image is on, on Twitter. I'm going to pistol whip kids. I'm going to tweet about teenage girls don't Please don't clip <laughs> that. Don't take that out of context. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just going to go to the mall and I'm going to tweet about what I see. That's true. That is what I'm doing. You, know? you don't yeah. need a Trenta caramel macchiato. Take a walk.
1: Who's Trenta? I hardly know her. Anyway. No, we we got to do a dating podcast.
2: We really do. We also got to figure out a way to end this show because that was a criticism that we got and I kind of agree with it. It's just What's like, the criticism? Is that the show kind of ends abruptly now that we moved to a new... Episode. The
1: reason that it ends abruptly, you know why Mr. Beast ends abruptly? Because you can see the, you can look, listen to me. Don't laugh. Uh You can see the viewer retention graph. And if you like, if someone gets to their outro and you can tell that they're starting to wind down, that video people will just click off and then they won't hear the thing at the end and so if we end really abruptly and we say patreon.com slash the crunch ten dollars and up at a month you can join you can have the digital pilgrimage join our bit, discord bit.ly slash crunch discord follow us on instagram instagram.com slash the crunch cast Patrick, do you have anything else for the people and then it's over and they're like oh we just got all of it we didn't even expect it to happen yeah but if we start going well that's been our show for the week and uh we're really grateful for you all to be here and um there's well, no more we'll, content i'm gonna leave yeah I yeah see. exactly there's no more content i'm gonna leave but we, we hit them with it fast. Bam. Great. So, what are we hitting? Huh? What what do we hit them with then? They're here. Well,
2: well, they can tell we're at the end. We gave it away.
1: They haven't left yet? No. Are you sure we They're don't still want to listening do it? right are you now. You sure we don't want to go a little bit slower? Mm, no,
2: I think we should keep the same pace.
1: Okay. Well, let's. Should I start now? Yes. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, we've had a good time today. If you like the show and you want the digital pilgrimage and, or you want to support us because we really like, we want you to have the bonus episodes. We want you to be a part of the Patreon community. That's exclusive on discord. But at the end of the day, if you like what we do and you want to help us do more of it and get, reach more people and have better equipment and put more of our energy into this, it would mean a lot if you dropped us some money on uh, Patreon. You can do $5 a month, $10 a month. That's the price of either one or two cups of coffee, depending on you know inflation and what all. And so <laughs> if you if you would like to donate the cost of an cup of coffee or two cups of coffee to the cause per month, I'm not even asking every day. I'm not even asking every week. I'm just saying per month, patreon.com slash thecrunch. What do you at? Like
2: I'm about? sorry. I I scrolled down on the tweet of the of the article, and it's just John Blevins replied with just a huge zoomed in photo of the guy's face, which is just <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really funny.
2: Oh man, this is why you gotta have professional headshots done so that people can't do that to you, right?
1: You know? I mean, you can zoom in on someone's face and then screenshot it and post it, and it's always kind of an own, dep- unless you're really hot, in which yeah. case, yeah. Like
2: I think I think your photo on. On Twitter right now is really hot. Yes. If someone if someone posted a zoomed in photo of my face, my Twitter profile right now, I'd be like, "Yeah, I look hot." You're just kind of freaks you me out because g-
1: really? you don't have the glasses on, and so it kind of scares me. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't like my you don't like me without my glasses. We also have a Discord community with I think we're five short of a of five hundred people. So we're so close. Bit.ly slash Crunch Discord to join our Discord community, and you can be a part of it. And it's really fun and it's really cool. We make a lot of jokes. We tell a lot of stories and a lot of people communicate. My wife is a content creator in there now and she's asking questions. Oh yeah. And uh, you're going to want to be a part of it. Bit. There's, slash videos slash of my, there's
2: videos of my, there's videos of my videos of my kid saying that cold things are hot.
1: Every morning when I go to the bathroom and I release gas from my small to large intestine, I record it and I put it in a secret channel that only a few select individuals are in on discord. So I, I pick, it's prime numbers only that join. So I pick all the prime numbers that join the <laughs> Discord and I add them to that channel. So you know who you are, 3, 7, 13, 11, et cetera. I got you guys. I take care of my people. You skipped 11. I said 11.
2: Oh, okay. Is it the last one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: I do do that.
2: <laughs> That'd be really funny. It is. Can funny. you create a? Can you create a, a role for prime numbers? And it's just people that are prime numbers. That would be really funny. That'd be really funny. Right. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, guys. Patrick, I'm I'm done. Do you have anything else for the people? Tune in next time for when I write a think piece about how I'm mad that I didn't get invited to host the Oscars this year.
1: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you all next week. I love you. Bye-bye.